everybody. It's Big Dog Ball Talk. Alex, <laughs> make sure I don't clip my audio there. Uh, if it clips, then everyone, it wasn't my fault. I'm just, I'm a showman. I'm a showman. I'm doing yeah. what I can. Uh, showman currently tax evader, possibly. Um, I don't know. Uh, does that Excuse incriminate me? me? Is that incriminating just by saying that? Uh, this is Matt Eichhorn, uh, Jordan Flegel, Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, but we're going to talk. To, I, I, like, seriously, man. So this is my first year. I'm going to be doing my own taxes. Well, not my own taxes. Wow. Like, I'm going to be filing and paying someone to do my taxes. Yes. Which is going in my in my mind, what a fucking dumb thing. Where so what you're telling me yeah. is the government has all this information, but I have to go and find the information myself. But That's right. If I but because I'm not equipped, like I, everyone knows, I can't do math anyways. Like I'm not equipped yeah. to be doing all this shit on my own. Uh so now I'm like, okay, so I have to pay somebody to do these yes. taxes so that I don't end up going to jail for not doing them. Yeah, Matt, it's a racket. I'm telling. It's like it's like insurance. Uh, all this stuff. The, no, half of this stuff shouldn't exist. Yeah, uh, I'm I, I, I'm off this capitalism stuff. Get get me out of here. Yeah, um, we, but I, I we should do a podcast I, I, insurance. We just we in case this ends up burning down, we get canceled or something, or I, I don't yeah. know. You know, we we should definitely have some insurance on that because I mean, uh, you know, we're not we're 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 built for a, a good time, not a long time. <laughs> it's true it's true but yeah no matt don't even get me started i haven't even thought about taxes yet i've had a couple of my t4s mailed to me i don't even want to think about it i'll, I'll deal with it i know it's coming up soon but yeah, I, I can't even do it right now i can't tax it was a nice coming. day it was a beautiful day in toronto today uh I, I wanted to get my mind off anything any any paperwork anything like that i went out for a walk lots of people were out it was it was great I, the the spring is coming. I know you 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 said last part you're not a big fan of spring, but it's my favorite season, man. Hey, I mean as uh, as much as I don't like spring, yeah, coming outside today, I had uh, I had a toque on and uh, my jacket wow. on, and I walked out and it hit me like a wall. I'm like, oh my god, I want to just strip down my layers right now. Just I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, it was nice. Had the had the door open uh, in my apartment, so I went with the front door, the uh, the patio, uh, so that you know I could get some fresh air in here. Uh, you know, take the dogs out <laughs> a little bit for uh, an extra walk, and uh, yeah, it's a great day to enjoy uh, tax evasion season. Um, That's right. But uh, it was even better for NBA action. Uh, another oh, yeah, crazy weekend. Uh, tons of great games, and uh, we're gonna kick it off with a. Uh, uh, a playoff matchup uh, potentially down the road. Who knows how it's going to end up shaking out. Uh, but no. the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets uh, going down to the wire in this one. Uh, but Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown uh, coming away with a huge victory over the Nets. Uh, the Nets now uh, you know, really stagnant, losing uh, the last 17 of uh, their, their past 20 games total. Uh, but, of course, the main story from this one, J- Jason Tatum, 54 points, uh, you know, this is coming right off the heels of LeBron James's 56 on Saturday night, which we're going to get to uh, in just a second here. Um, but, yeah. I mean, Jason Tatum has taken the Celtics team to new heights. Jalen Brown was, you know, amazing, hitting the clutch three at the end there. Uh, yeah. o- overall, I mean, you know, obviously still no Ben Simmons in this game. Uh, you know, he, he's still going to be out past, uh, you know, the, the Philadelphia game on the 10th, which, you know, is disappointing. But, uh, you know, what did you see from this one? Because, again, Brooklyn just continuing to, to kind of plummet down the standings here. And, uh you know, I think I think they're losing a lot of their believers. Yeah, well, it's it's just been rough. I mean, ke- with Kevin Durant out, you don't have much much of a chance uh, anyway. But you also don't have Ben Simmons, as everyone knows, and Kyrie only you know only only about half the time. Yeah. Um, and in those games, they just had no chance against pretty much anyone when there was no no KD or Kyrie. Um, it was they, they were just getting you know people were wiping the floor with them. Um, and it, this was a tough loss because I actually thought they played pretty well. Like I thought. Um, you know, they, with KD back and, and Kyrie, I thought, you know, he, 
he didn't shoot the ball that well, but he he kind of came into his own a little bit towards the end of the game. He hit some really tough shots for them, kind of vintage Kyrie stuff. Um, and, you know, it was it was interesting because down the stretch, they were doubling KD. They were sending two at him, uh, you know, right away. And he was getting it out of his hands to uh, Bruce Brown, who, you know, and it would eventually make its way to Kyrie, who'd, who'd then be in single coverage against, you know, Marcus Smart or someone like that. And he'd go make a tough bucket. Um, and I was just thinking about this Nets offense, like, if you replace Bruce Brown with uh, Bruce Brown with Ben Simmons, which I think is the role he's going to play, mm-hmm. like if that's who KD's going to be dumping it off to, and then he's going to have these uh, basically, you know, four on three uh, mini kind of transition uh, opportunities where he's got numbers to, you know, spray it out to Seth Curry or you know find Kyrie or whatever it may be. Like, I think the Nets' offense, uh, as long as Ben Simmons can get in there and look kind of, you know, like the best version of himself that we saw in Philadelphia. Like, I, I think they're going to be really good. Mm-hmm. But like you mentioned, they, they just keep losing. They're they're at 500 now. Um, and, you know, who, who knows? Uh, like at, uh, today, we've got, you know, they've got Charlotte right under them on their heels. They could finish, uh, you know, uh, ninth or even 10th uh, with Atlantis creeping up on them as well. Like, uh, they're, they're not in danger of missing the play-in altogether. But, um, you know, they they could keep kind of plummeting here, depending on how things go. Because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of these really good teams, uh, you see it in the East and the West, with the way that the, the, the league kind of backlogs these big national TV games, they, they've got tough schedules coming up. It's not like their their schedule is going to be a cakewalk. So um, I don't know. It's it, it's tough for Brooklyn because, like I said, I, I think they're going to be a pretty potent offense. But you saw it in, in this game, you know, Tatum at the end, uh, was was getting in, you know, to the teeth of the defense and and scoring pretty much at will yeah, uh, yeah. there at the end. Like their their defense is what's going to need to be what's you know the the thing that they sure up. And that's another reason why I really want to see Ben Simmons on this team because you know Ben Simmons against Jason Tatum, like uh, if if he's locked in, say what you will about about Ben Simmons offensively, but he's one of the best defenders we have in the league. And, yeah. And and not just perimeter, uh, you know, a perimeter defender. He can slide up to to guard fours and fives sometimes too. Like he's he's a really talented defender and. That's exactly what Brooklyn needs. So, you know, the 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 more he sits out and and the more you know the Nets uh, again you know kind of plummet down the standings here, the the harder it's going to be for them to to make a deep playoff push. But to be honest, uh, today as good as Boston was, uh, I just came away thinking you know it, plugging those you know plugging that hole of a, a defender and a guy who can really distribute um, and and be kind of a big body out there for you. I I think the Nets. Uh, kind of impressed me today. I know that's kind of weird to say, but uh, th- th- that that was one of my big takeaways, honestly. Yeah, it, again, I mean, we were kind of talking about this just before we got on the podcast. Like, I think that, you know, that they were in it, they were leading for, you know, chunks of that yeah, fourth quarter. Played, yeah. Like, they, they, it was a game that they could have easily won. I mean, they were on the road yeah. as well, so that's never going to be easy to deal with, uh, especially in Boston. That's a, a pretty raucous crowd uh, just to be going up against. And, you know, Kyrie's going to be probably a little bit emotional. Uh, he's going to be in his yeah. feelings a little bit. He didn't stomp out lucky at uh, center court this time. No, he didn't. Uh, but but big, getting big Kyrie sucks chance there at the oh, end. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of laughing it off. But Tatum was, Tatum was trying to quiet everyone down. Uh, but, yeah, oh, the, the Boston fans are ruthless. We oh, yeah. know this. Yeah, well, hey, again, and, uh, Kyrie pulled the LeBron. Uh, hey, I'd love to stay if you guys want me. Uh, and then yeah. he left. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's been a, uh, you know, it was interesting to watch. But, yeah, I can't agree more. I mean, it's, it does look like Ben Simmons would, you know, really help them out in some of these game situations that we've seen them, you know, because they, they just don't have anybody who's going to be able to clamp up. I mean, like Kevin no, Durant no, is nobody. a great defender when he needs to be. 
Uh, you know, especially in a regular season game like this, when he's playing as well as he is offensively, you don't really want him to have to put all this focus into, you know, both sides of the ball, uh, especially when no one else on that court is really going to be, you know, doing their share on the defensive end. Like Kyrie's not really ever been a great defender. Uh, you know, no. Seth Curry is not an upgrade defensively, really. I mean, he he's a good hustle guy, but, you know, he's very undersized as a shooting guard. Uh, yeah. Bruce Brown, same thing, you know, undersized, tries to, you know, uh, body guys up, but it just doesn't work. Uh, yeah. So I think, I think again, uh, the only real, when you do make that substitution, yeah, again, you, you assume it'll probably be Bruce Brown that gets bumped out of there, but you never know. Maybe yeah. they uh, want to keep that, the shooting ability there. Uh, yeah. But because, again, you know, Ben Simmons, that's the only thing that he really can't do, uh, which yeah. people forget. Like, you know, yes, obviously horrible. There's a mental block, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he can't shoot with a lick, but he does everything else at like a near or an, an elite level. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he'll, as you said, you know, when you get in those mismatch number situations, like he's going to be finding guys for outlet passes. He's going to be finding guys, uh, you know, he'll, he'll drive and kick it out. And, uh, you know, if you can hit Kyrie or Seth Curry on the, or even Dragic, you know, now that they've got him, yeah. uh, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll be an interesting uh, situation that, uh, they've got built around them. But, uh, yeah, again, on the, on the Celtics side of things though, we, we talked about it last podcast on Friday, uh, you know, uh, overviewing essentially the, the Celtics chances, uh as a uh or actually maybe that might have been no, that was a week ago pardon me that was our last monday podcast oh yeah yeah uh, so yeah. go back and listen to that one uh to hear where our takes on you know how far we think the Celtics could go um but you know to, to reiterate it it's it's pretty insane to think that like you know we kind of counted them out in that first half of the season uh yes. we we really kind of said ah yeah like it doesn't look like they're gonna put it together marcus smart uh really has stepped up for them uh, i think he's been a big yeah. uh you know uh, uh push for change in that team you know moving him to the point guard position after they moved on from Schroeder, which you know that experiment didn't really work out uh yeah. and, and defense has just become their identity uh and yeah. people kind of forget even though you know it wasn't the the best defensive uh you know setup they had at that time but you know, those early brad stevens days when people thought he was like the greatest coach to have ever yeah. lived like people were uh, like people literally legitimately said they would have rather had brad stevens than lebron james uh, know, at that current time like that's <laughs> such blasphemy to look back on but it was a real conversation and that was what made those teams so good was they played great team ball on offense and then it was just you know a ton of hard-nosed defense great sets you know Ime, he's got to get his credit uh where credit's due because you know he's really yeah he's turned doing, the he's season done a really around. good job I, th- yeah. I know i think that when you know coach of the year considerations go up i'm sure uh some boats and some tallies are going to go his way especially in uh, you know the the big market of boston so uh yeah it's it's I, i'm really excited to see where boston can go because i think that they're they're a hard team to gauge we kind of said like they are definitely uh yeah you know a dark horse contender out there i mean they're 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 stats like they're all uh, their net ratings uh defensive offensive uh, whatever you want to look at the advanced metrics that they you know for for any team they're up there in the top five of pretty much every category right now uh, yep. the only real thing that, you know, again, is going to hinder them is when it comes down to their big men. Uh, they just don't have yep. a ton of size. Uh, you know, as much as Robert Williams, you know, he, he tries to hustle down there. Al, Al Horford, old man, Al Horford, he's still kicking the tires. Uh, yeah. you know, he, he's still, he's playing solid as well. So, I mean, they're just not, you know, in situations that, you know, if you got matched up with, you know, uh, the Bucks or if you got matched up with the Sixers, that's you're yeah. you're gonna have to rely on you know Tatum and Brown to be going off for thirty plus each to to be able to make up for it because those are the easiest baskets you're gonna get if you have a dominant big man in your corner and uh, they just don't have that uh, as an asset for them right now so uh, yeah. you know as, as far as it goes though like the the Celtics in my mind Dick right now I think I believe they're fifth they would be playing the the Bulls 
at number four, and that would be a very tough, interesting tough series, series to watch. That yeah. would be a. I think that's a the, that, that's a game seven no brainer for me. Yeah, no, that that I mean that that would be so much fun. Like like I've mentioned, I think well, pretty much at every every chance I get, how excited I am for these Eastern Conference oh, playoffs. Yeah. Like any way you slice it, uh, wh- however the matchups play out, they're just going to be so great. And yeah, sh- Chicago and Boston, it, it 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 would be so competitive because you've got each of you has got you know each each team's got their kind of duo of uh, incredible offensive kind of wings uh, between, uh, you know, Tatum and Brown and then Levine and DeRozan on, on Chicago's side. And uh, it's, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, again, even someone like Vucevic uh, might feast in that series. I think Horford would, would probably, you know, defend him pretty well, but, you know, I, I think, I think to your point about big men, I think they're asking a lot of an pretty old at this point oh, for, sure. uh, for this playoff. He's like the, the 40 year old guy at the rec that you know, he comes yeah. in he's like, he's a great passer. And you're like, why is he a good passer that like, he must've played? He must've been like a, a shooting guard, but he's, but he's, yeah. a, he's old now. So he plays big. That, that's what he reminds me of. You know, he'll, he'll throw some crazy little wonky passes, but like when you yeah. get matched up against Vucevic, who's, you know, still kind of in those prime years, way more athletic, uh, you know, not that Vucevic is very athletic, but when yeah, he stretches yeah, but, the floor on him, I mean, he's going to be able to get yeah. that quick step on him or he's going to be able to hit the, the, the shot in his eye. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's just tough. Cause like, uh, again, Horford had a really, really good game here sun, Sunday afternoon. Like he did a lot of the little things and, and he's been doing that, you know, all season long for them, but he's, he's not 26 anymore. No. Yeah. He's going to be the guy um, because, you know, in that Bucks versus Celtics uh, series in the, the one Ky- Kyrie year uh, when they, they, were up 1-0 uh, on, on when Boston went up 1-0 on Milwaukee. Um, and everyone, you know, Paul Pierce said it was over or whatever. Like, yeah, that was yeah. uh, Al Horford doing a lot of that work, uh, you know, being the kind of defender that kind of bothered Giannis when uh, he seemed to, you know, be able to walk through almost anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that that's years ago now. And I, I don't know, I just don't know how much of, you know, really, really good sort of, uh, you know, uh, sort of, you know, um, anchor of your defense um that like i don't know how much he can be of that for a consistent stretch uh when we get into the the postseason because you know time lord he's have having kind of like a breakout season but he's still not you know proven um, in the playoffs you don't know how you know how he's going to perform exactly um so I, i totally agree with you it'll come down to their big men um and it'll come down to their just sort of rotations overall because you know they've got Derek White in there now, you know, doing his thing, mm-hmm. uh, playing really well, kind of supporting uh, Smart as kind of those two guys. And, you know, Smart, uh, uh, again, to your point, kind of changed the way he played. He had nine assists here Sunday afternoon. Like, he's he's becoming that more traditional point guard that we've all been saying Boston really needs. And he used to um, do that, and, which is the weirdest part to me. Yeah, like, people I know. Like, kind were of like, oh, well, how, how do they need a point guard? And it's like, Marcus Smart, like, three years ago, was averaging, like, seven assists or some shit. Maybe maybe I might be wrong on that. Maybe that's uh, just me making that up because I'm just guessing, you know, he, but... He he was yeah. a great facilitator for years. Like I mean, it was only, it was only a couple seasons ago, but you know everybody has that short term. I memory. think he I think he caught fire from three in that Toronto series in the bubble. Oh, and well, thought that he was, was yeah. uh, you know Kobe, um, and you know he's like I'm I'm just gonna be a shooting guard from now on. But yeah, even, that was even you saw it today. You saw today he you know Tatum got doubled or or you know gave the ball up late at the end of you know the, the in the late in the fourth quarter uh, and Smart shot an air ball from three like he he's yeah. not the guy you want he'll he'll hit him every once in a while and he still hits big buckets and he's obviously kind of like the heart and soul of this Celtics team been there for so long but mm-hmm. you you definitely want him uh, you know you're more comfortable and you'll go further if he's in this kind of point guard distributing role rather than 
you know, release valve shooter. Uh, and, you know, he, he's he's been better at picking his spots uh, when he does that. He's kind of struggled with that in the past. So, um, yeah, like overall, like I, I know I said my takeaway was, you know, Brooklyn uh, kind of impressing me more than I thought. But, you know, Boston's scary. Um, and Tatum just continues to impress. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm being more and more, I, or I'm more and more confident that, um, you know, in the playoffs, Tatum can put up these big numbers, uh, you know, because he's done it so consistently throughout, you know, these past few regular seasons and he hasn't been a bad playoff performer like he's got no, the experience now which which is uh you know cr- crazy at his age how much playoff experience he does have a um, couple of conference finals already um and yeah. you know he's he's uh, i think he's primed to to really you know go off so it, it's going to be tough yeah, it, uh, and again it's crazy even to think that we're saying uh because chicago's been pretty good all year like to say that boston and chicago w- would be kind of a toss up like i think if we you know, if we asked that way, you know, at the start first quarter of the season, we'd say, yeah, of course, Chicago's going to beat Boston because Boston just looked so rough, like yeah. not a not a well put together team, you know, a lot of, you know, struggling and the infighting and the stuff that's plagued them. But they, they've really turned the season around. And I think they're they're knocking on the door of that, uh, you know, top tier in the East. I, I think I'd still put, you know, Miami, um, Philly, Milwaukee um, and, you know, maybe Brooklyn if they, you know, get everything sort of together at the right time with with Ben Simmons in there I think they're kind of the top tier yeah um, but you know I think they're knocking on that door Boston is you know along with Chicago and um, you know de- depending you know how Cleveland kind of pl- uh, pans out as a playoff team um, but uh, yeah I, I, I think Boston can uh, I'd put their chances of going deeper in the playoffs than we expect uh, rather than being knocked out earlier than we expect I, I think I'm I'm picking the over with Boston right now for sure yeah yeah well again we'll we'll monitor the Celtics closely and uh you know that it's it, I, I can't wait I'm salivating over the thought of NBA playoffs coming around oh. uh, even the play in like I was again I was telling you I was just uh yep. smoking has some hashish and uh chilling looking whoa, at the standings whoa. and going uh, you're incriminating yourself a lot here on this podcast that's Matt. not criminal you're anymore uh, but yeah, I, I was just sitting there, you know, chilling, looking at the standings, making up, uh, you know, seeing where I would think everyone's going to end up falling out, where the playoffs are going to look like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, yeah. but to, to look ahead, I mean, uh, uh the rematch, or I guess to look beha- backwards, uh, the, the rematch from the finals, uh, last year, the Suns and the Bucks went down, uh, yep. and the Bucks just by the skin of their teeth getting through this, uh, again, no Chris Paul or Devin Booker, uh, for the Suns, but still, they, I thought I couldn't believe that I thought they had the game wrapped up. Giannis yeah, in foul trouble, but Chris Middleton, uh, another star uh, performance for him. You know, he's uh, he's obviously 44. been he's got his he's got his uh, he's got his haters out there after the uh, making yeah. the All Star team over some of the other players in the NBA this year. But you know, again, this is why I had him on mine. You know, he he's kind of stashed away. He does he he plays with Giannis. What do you want him to do? But when Giannis yeah. is out, he stepped up, man. He's a he's a serviceable Robin to Giannis's Batman. Uh, yep. so, I mean, I, I, when I watch this one though, my, still my biggest takeaway is it's like, man, this, the Suns, even though this is a loss, this is a moral victory that yeah, the I, team yeah. that, again, I, I, we've talked about this, this was, uh, we, we, we kind of have said this before, but like, uh, and I just said, I was going through it on my, on my own on the couch. I think this is the finals matchup we're going to see right now. Like as of right yeah. now, if no, nothing crazy changes, I think this is the finals again, uh, a rematch. And it's going to be close because I mean, and this, uh, but, but without their two best players, if the Suns can make this a series, like that's that's yeah. insane. DeAndre Ayton looked amazing. He kind of looked like Game One DeAndre Ayton again when he was yep. up there breaking Tim Duncan records. Uh, that's it's, right. It's it's pretty insane to to see. I mean, Jay Crowder was in one of those days. He had one of those games where he's just like, I'm not going to miss. Uh, I'm just yeah. going to hit all these shots and uh, just scream at uh, the sidelines after every single yeah. one. 
Uh, I love Jay Crowder. Um, but yeah, it's it, it was a crazy game. Uh, but the Suns, I think this is pretty telling of, you know, they've really thought about how they want to play, uh, you know, Giannis. And it worked yeah. fucking well. Just throwing the biggest guys that they have at him that yep. they can expend. Having JaVale McGee and Bismack Biombo just terrorize him and double team yep. him all game. That fucked with Giannis. I've never seen yep. a team really run something like that. And, you know, pardon me if your team has done this and I've never noticed, you know, about that. <laughs> as far as I believe I've seen, this is the first time I've ever noticed it. And it's like, yeah. wow, like that that works. He, he's struggling yeah. to pass out from that length. And, you know, they're, they're really imposing themselves physically, which is really all you need to do to be able to shut down Giannis at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it, they did it in a kind of different way. But, like, I think the the, the blueprint uh, to... The, the the first team I saw really know how to handle well was the the uh, the, the the Raptors uh, when they played in 2019 oh, sure. like how to handle Giannis yeah. like you know is the, the the first uh, sort of quote unquote build a wall but you know it was it was you know kind of a team effort you know I, it, players like Danny Green and, and and Kyle Lowry were were helping in on that too but it was mostly uh, their their big guys between Ibaka and Gasol uh, just really bothering him with length and like I mentioned even with the uh, you know the Celtics like someone like Al Horford like I think. There's the, the the code was cracked a while ago that it's it's a big man that you're gonna want on Giannis rather than a kind of prototypical wing stopper and I think that's kind of you know obvious now but I I still don't think teams are are willing to do it as much as I think they should like I think whoever your center is whoever your biggest guy is uh you you, you got to put him on Giannis that's the best yeah. chance you're gonna get because he's still not going to you know he you, you'd still rather give up those kind of mid range shots or those threes that he's gonna walk into um he's obviously gotten better at that particularly from the mid-range this year like he's really improved like with little turnarounds and kind of stopping on a dime he's 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 definitely harder to control but that's still the best way to go and i i think the suns uh know that they kind of you know they had to sure up their their big man rotation because you know one way or another uh they're gonna have to go through or more than likely they're gonna have to go through Giannis, Mm -hmm. um you know at at some point again and they just got burned last year uh, as we've talked about many times and i i think that's another big reason you know not just to back up ayton at that center spot but that's why you get javel mcgee and 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 someone like biombo like you mentioned like i think um those guys did a hell of a job and then once you get Giannis in foul trouble like it i think Giannis still isn't he, he's just so used to flying around and, you know, playing that kind of safety role and, and mm-hmm. you know, going to hell. I, I don't think he's that good at avoiding fouls uh, at, at this point. Like, I, I still think that's another thing he's got to learn. Like, he gave up uh, the the foul that he fouled out on was a kind of lazy swipe at Aiton after, you know, he he had gotten the air. Someone someone got him in the air on a drive. I think it was campaign. Which he should be smarter to about, too, anyways. Yeah, it, it, well, exactly. He got out of position and then, you know, took, took a, a pretty dumb foul that, you know, he, he wasn't... Uh, gonna stop Aiton from laying it anyway. There was no chance of getting it, you know, cleanly. Um, and I think, uh, you know, Bud, uh, Coach Bud even knows that. Like he pulled him from that game when he had those five, five fouls, didn't bring him back in until I think, you know, five or six minutes left in the game. There was a big stretch of the fourth where, where he just kept him out. And I, think I think it might have even been like two minutes that he he got he, back in there. Yeah, it, was, maybe, it was pretty late. Like, it was a uh, while. But yeah, still, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty crazy to do nowadays. Yeah, and I, I just think uh, it's it's going to be hard for Giannis once he's in that once he's in that sort of three foul four foul range. You know, if you can if you can get those called on him early, um, you know, it's 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 going to be tough for him to avoid it because he just plays with so much energy, yeah. and you know, that's that's his defensive style. It's not kind of you know like a laid back type of uh, you know uh, way of playing defense. He he wants to get out there. He, he had that incredible block on campaign there that kind of looked like a goaltend live. Yeah. Um, but you know, he got it right before it hit the glass, um, and you know. Uh, 
it's it, it, the the Suns. Uh, I totally agree with you. Even even though it was a loss, I, I think they should be happy with this. They they got you know Bridges at the end of that game was you know driving in there and you know hitting kind of tough sort of mid range fallaway shots. He didn't have the best first half, but you know really came on in the second. And yeah, Crowder just had one of those days where he was hitting shots. And uh, Aiton just just showed you know when when you when you when you can take advantage of your size, you you've just got to do it. And guy, we we've been screaming that at him for so you know for yeah, so long yeah. for for years now at this point, um, or for a couple years I should say. And uh, he 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 did it tonight. Like I think he he still needs to be a little bit stronger with that with the ball. Like a few of these those you know plays that the Suns tried to run late lobbing the ball into him the uh the the Bucks picked it off and it felt like he was kind of you know soft uh in, in his sort of demanding his position and you know getting two hands on the ball but he's definitely improving and he's improved even from last year and a game like this should be really really encouraging you know for Phoenix as a whole just the fact that you know you, you can take you, you you get Giannis uh in foul trouble you can take advantage of it and, mm-hmm. and um you know Aiden can go in there and and feast offensively. It was a really impressive game for the Suns. Yeah, well, again, I think if, if what cause I keep bringing it up, you know, if you have Devin Booker and Chris Paul there and it's Devin Booker versus Chris Middleton shootout, I'm going to take Devin Booker in that one. Uh yeah. so I mean that because again, that's kind of what it comes down to, but uh you know, I I I do want to this game I'm going to say the guy on the Bucks first, but then I'm going to, I, I want to talk a little bit about some of these guys in the Suns. Uh, but I, I want to shout out Drew Holiday. He's been on such a nice tear lately, like a yeah. quiet tear. Like he's been like a, he's been playing like a, a real, like a, a real veteran. The guy that again yeah. helps them win a championship his first year he gets there. Uh, yeah. The reason you give up, you know, first round picks to get him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, hitting game winners. He he hit two uh, big threes in a row. Uh, yep. To try and put them, uh, put the Bucks up, and kind of catch them uh, up there. Cause, you know, it was pretty much him hitting threes and DeAndre Ayton getting these uh, pick and roll situations on the other end. Uh, but again, and then his impact yeah. on defense. Everybody knows how great of a defender he is. Uh, so he it, did it, have two kind of dumb, two aggressive fouls late. Did yeah, you, those, those kind of back to back where he got campaign a couple times. But but you you take that because that sure. just that yeah. shows how aggressive um, and how much pressure he puts on you know other other point guards. But yeah, yeah he, he he was incredible. Well, and that's the thing. He, he's one of those championship mentality uh, kind of point yeah. guards that you need to have if you're going to go through that. He's a huge leader on both ends of that court, and uh, you know, I, 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 I we got to shout him out because I've never been, and I think I've said it before. Uh, like, I'm not a huge like. Some people love Drew Holiday. They think that he's like you know like a like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even like. He'd be in my top ten if he is like for point guards. He'd be like eight, eight, nine, ten. You know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely on the lower end of it. But you know, I, I got to respect his game and his heart and his effort there. Uh, but you know, and then and then on the the other end, like in this time that we've had to see some of these guys in the Suns, you know, step up like Mikhail Bridges. What a passer, man. He's yeah. he he's, made he's, some great looks. Good. Uh, they have a nice play where he kind of gets a pick and roll on the the left wing. He comes down and he goes baseline. Then he has the option to go for the layup. If it's not there, he kicks it kind of out to you know whoever's out there. Usually the point guard I think was campaign, and that's yeah. kind of how Jay Crowder got set up for a lot of those threes uh, where yeah. they kind of cycle the ball over, and then you have Jay Crowder as the guy that's left open after the the pick and roll situation because there's so much attention down low. But Mikhail Bridges is the driving force of that play. And that's yep. kind of a play that kept the Suns in that, uh, especially down the stretch. So I was really you know, kind of amazed to see the development in his game and something like that. And I think, you know, part of yep. that is the Chris Paul effect. Uh, some of that is playing with Devin Booker and knowing that you need to get the ball out to the perimeter as quickly as possible when you've got the ball down low uh, and, and, you know, you don't have a scoring chance. Uh, and then yep. again, you know, campaign, it's always nice to see. Like, I always think it's funny. It's like, 
back when he in the days he was just Russell Westbrook's handshake guy, and now he's like yeah. <laughs> a serviceable six man on uh, like the title contender, uh, like favorite. He played in the finals and was good. Got paid. Like it's it, he had a rough start to the year, but I mean uh, it, it's it's pretty. In, like, and again, I I already shouted out Javale McGee and Bismack Miombo for the you know their efforts on defense, and uh, it's it's just crazy to see how much you know Monty Williams is getting out of these guys. Uh, yeah, and also you know because the show, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Monty Williams, not not a former Pelican coach, am I wrong on that? Yeah, no, yeah. He, he coached How did they Chris fuck Paul that? In, up? Uh, yep, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, he's he's such a like a, a guy you could see right way back in the bubble when the Suns got you know invited to the bubble as that last kind of place team when I won my fifty bucks from you, glorious, yeah. glorious time. Like he he gave uh, really he, he starting then and since then he just always gives you know these super like impassioned speeches like yeah. a guy who really gets the most out of his players he's he's an incredible coach i think he's at this point you, you got to call him one of the best coaches in the nba um and i think he he's been really outspoken about how he's really learned more as he's uh gone on through his career as a coach like i, I think a lot of guys coaches you know they're how at least 50 you know when they first get their you know first head coaching gig and they're pretty set in their ways like they're there are a lot of kind of grouchy old guys who are going to do what they're going to do like look at Thibodeau like no one's going to you know change the way he coaches but mm-hmm. I think uh you know for Monty Williams he he sort of listens to his players more and you know that I think that was a a thing in New Orleans you know when he first uh, coached a young Chris Paul there like I think he, he had kind of talked about uh, having troubles relating with guys and, and getting guys to play hard and, and to buy in. But there, there is no issue with that, you know, with the Suns now, clearly like he, they, they love playing for him. Um, that that's very clear to see. And he's, he's a great both offensive and defensive like mine. Like, I think he's got a lot, a lot of shit figured out. And I, I, I can't, can't say enough good things about, about Monty Williams. I, I think he's been great. And one more note on the Suns. They didn't even mm-hmm. have Cam Johnson uh, oh, to, yeah. uh, today, like another one of their really important players who, uh, you know, hit, hit the incredible, uh, bank game winner on Friday night uh, against the, the the poor Knicks. Oh, I, yeah. I, f- I feel so bad. We, we can't even get into it. But uh, career high 38 off the bench uh, for Cam Johnson the other day. So, you know, missing three of their main kind of mm-hmm. key contributors. Uh, and, you know, sometimes, you know, Cam Johnson's, you know, started for them. Uh, like uh, the the Suns, man, they, they, uh, they're making me look good. I, 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 Big they, they're just so, just, just so complete uh, from, from coaching, you know, uh, coaching staff down through every single position. Um, and, you know, they, they're showing that even more now with, with their, you know, main guys out, how much Bridges and Aiton um, and, you know, the the players that they've drafted and, and tried to develop, uh, how much they've improved. It's it's in, insane. It's, it's amazing. We're going to shift our focus here now, everybody, to, uh, you know, we, could, we kind of raked it over the coals a little bit, to be honest, uh, when it first happened. But the trade's kind of seeming to work out for both sides. Obviously, there's a bit of a, a small sample size uh, on one side of this. Uh, but Christoph Porzingis making his debut with the Washington Wizards tonight uh, to yep. a W, uh, putting up some ama- like pretty solid stats. I mean, as far as Kristaps goes, this is kind of a, a classic stat line for him. Uh, you know, yep. he, he came into this game, you know, no, we didn't really know how many uh, minutes he was going to get. They were playing the Pacers, so a, a good warm-up matchup for him. Uh, yep. and, but, you know, a 25-5 and game in 21 minutes. I don't think that's a, he shot the ball really well. He protected the rim with you know, two blocks. I was really impressed. Uh, I mean, yep, obviously no yep. Bradley Beals. So we don't really know what this kind of Przingis wizards would look like uh, at full strength, but uh, with, with Spencer Dinwiddie playing so well uh, with Dallas, I mean, 
I, I was really impressed so far. And I think that this is kind of a trade that, you know, finally we're like, okay, like the NBA GMs are actually maybe smarter than us when they need to be, but most of the time yeah. not. But this is one of those yeah. exceptions because this is actually, you know, looking like it was a good deal. Yeah, well, Matt, you're lucky uh, Miles Turner wasn't out there on the Pacers side. <laughs> yeah. He would have had no points, no rebounds, nothing. It would have been, you know, shipped off the floor. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the unicorn uh, is a wizard, and uh, he, he he came out hot, too, like he, he right away. Uh, you know, the first quarter he was hitting deep. He had a deep straightaway three. Uh, he was doing kind of scoring in a variety of different ways. They were playing through him, uh, you know, out of the mid post and, and down in the low post. And yeah, uh, he, he, he had a really impressive game. Like I, I think uh, going forward, like I'm, I'm thinking about a Porzingis and Beal kind of duo. Um, and I don't, I don't hate it. Like, I think it'll definitely work better than a uh, Porzingis Luca duo. Like that experiment clearly wasn't really working. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been some pr- reporting recently that Bradley Beal's really leaning towards signing that max contract if the Wizards offer it to him. And um, I, I don't know, like I, it was a pretty present, uh, pleasantly surprising uh, debut. Like mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. And uh, you know, twenty-five and five, shot the ball well, hit, hit three out of his four for threes. Um, and I like, we'll we'll see how he does the rest of the season because uh, him kind of getting all the shots that he wants and carrying this kind of subpar group with really no expectations is one thing. But it's for him, and it has been. You know, th- this was the case in Dallas. Like. How often is he actually going to be on the floor? Like, yeah. I think that's part of the story that he hasn't played until now. Like he, we can't just brush over that. Like the the trade deadline was, uh, you know, coming close to a month ago now, and you know he, he's he's only just playing for his new squad. Like yeah, that, yeah. that's that's an issue that's going to stay with him for for his whole career. Like it's it's uh, unfortunate, uh, but he, it's just going to be you know we, we see that with other guys, even like with Anthony Davis. You know, the tons of big men have this issue, but it really takes away from your value overall if you can't be yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in, in terms of how good he could have looked in a debut, uh, I, I think this was right up there with, you know, the the highest I, I could expect out of him. Yeah, well, and, and then again, like, I, I, I think it's kind of an interesting experiment as well. Uh, you know, again, we'll, we'll see how this goes uh, in the future. But, I mean, like, Bradley Beal's never really played with, you know, and, and I'm going to use this term loosely, a dominant big man. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, I mean... It's interesting to see like what a hey, pick and Martian roll. Martian Gortat, you're gonna you're gonna treat Martian Gortat the, the like Polish that. Polish hammer, Nene. man. Yeah, I gotta show some Nene. respect. Yep. Uh, yeah, he had, he had a. Oh my god, he was ugly, man. The worst haircuts, <laughs> the gross goatee. Fuck, Martian, uh, Martian, man. I, I liked, I loved him in 2K for some reason. I could get buckets with Gortat. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he was he was ugly. Um, would beat the shit right out of me again. Just to clarify. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of work off each other. Uh, and then the other side of it, it's like he's already looking like he kind of works with Kyle Kuzma. They had that nice uh, highlight reel uh, play at the end of the game. The 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 yeah. huge swat by Kuzma where he just randomly has actual good basketball plays. And I'm like, yeah, this doesn't seem right because you were so swept under the rug in uh, those last couple of years with the Lakers and people just we're made abused. you out to LeBron be bad. You. Well, again, it's, yeah. well, it's like. It's folk, it's so crazy. People forget that Kuzma was the most developed player of those that young core, and that's why they kept him yep. uh, before. Yep. Like he's still a really good player. Like he's putting up great stats this year. He was a big dog a month for God's sakes, uh, which we we are going to be getting to for March. Uh, we don't. We yes, still have. We're late. Worry. We're very late well, on for that. February. We're going to be getting yeah. him out. Uh, or I guess big dog of the month for February rather. For February, March. it was a shortened month, so get, you know, give us a break. Yeah, people. give us a break. Twenty eight days. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see it from that. But uh, you know, I, I brought it up as well. You know. 
Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie with the Mavericks. We kind of talked. Yeah. We touched upon it a little bit before uh, talking about the, you know, how, the, how, the, how the Mavs have been playing without Porzingis. But, uh, you know, Dinwiddie hitting clutch shots this weekend to, you know, give the, the Mavericks the win. He's been, uh, you know, great to play alongside with Luka. He's been great to play, you know, when Luka's off the court. Uh, it's kind yeah. of like a taller guard that can score from the outside, the inside. He can play make for his team. You know, not an amazing defender, but that's not really the identity of uh, you know this team right now for their for their guards at the most point at least. But like yeah. you know, he he's he's really played his way into a, a huge role at the Mavericks, and like you know what, yep. through this you know upcoming playoff run, he's going to be a, a huge piece for them. Uh, yeah. So it's it's pretty crazy to think that like you know. Uh, a, a trade that we and I, I kind of just saw everybody shoot it down, uh, yeah. you know, turn out to be pretty well for for both teams. Uh, and, and you know, it's it's funny too because you know, Dinwiddie already, you know, he he came out saying it was, we talked about how his his end of uh, departure there with uh, the Wizards didn't really go the way that he expected. Uh, you know, yeah. the, pretty much the whole franchise, the locker room turning against him, and they, there's not really a lot of details on why that happened and per se yeah uh no. but like you know obviously i mean eventually it's going to come out uh probably in the off season but you know right now they're, they're kind of keeping it close to the chest but he said he was hurt he didn't really feel the same way you know he obviously mm-hmm. uh kind of still wanted to test things out and see how it would go in washington he just got there for god's sakes yeah. um and then he was already sent away but you know what i think if you're moving on from uh you know washington to uh playing in dallas with luca i, I don't think you can complain about that much uh, too too much no, no, and a uh, hell of a game with with Luca out as you mentioned, thirty six points. Like he, he's he's really that, or, or he's being that guy who we we've always said you know Luca could really use another kind of uh, uh, lead ball handler to take the pressure off him, and mm-hmm. you know that's exactly what Spencer Dinwiddie is. I didn't like the trade mainly because I thought the fit was a little bit strange, and I thought it you know for the Mavs to have long term success, they need uh, someone in their front court to be kind of like a threat uh, or sure, at least yeah. a bigger wing wing scorer. Um, you know, someone like Jeremy Grant or something like that to to you know put pressure on different uh, you know the the sort of bigger defenders on opposing teams and because because Luca can take care of the backcourt scoring. But you know that being said, you know especially in in games like like this game against uh, you know the the purple team from California that they beat by one point uh, on a Dorian Finney Smith uh, three um, whenever this was uh, oh Saturday night here yeah um, like he he can uh, come out and 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 really you know lead the team when Luca's not there and then when Luca is there he can you know he can play and be that lead ball handler when Luca needs a break. Um, and we've seen him play okay next to Luca too. Like I, uh-huh. I'd still rather have a better defender next to Luca, but the Mavs as a whole are a really, really good defensive team. Like they're sneakily, sure, yeah. um, you know, especially uh, as they've kind of come on in the the second half of the season here, been playing incredible defense. Right now they're fifth, uh, and you know that you you would think uh, you know when you look at a Luka Doncic led team, uh, a guy who's uh, an offensive savant and really not a good defender. Uh, you know, in his own right, you know, it would, it would be kind of flipped between their offensive and defensive rating, but they're only, you know, middle of the pack. They're, they're 16th right now offensively, but their defense has really been what's kind of kept them, uh, you know, on the rise and and, and doing well um, because, uh, you know, they, they, they've they got some uh, defensive personnel that, you know, they, they can throw out there between Finney Smith and, you know, Brunson, who's under, undersized, but I think a better defender than people give him credit for. I think that's where the Fred Van Vliet comparison comes in handy again, like a guy, another uh, you know, Fred Van Vliet, especially early in his career, wasn't given that credit as a really good defender, but he he, he worked his butt off um, and is now kind of given that respect. Um, you know, Bullock can defend and, you know, Powell and, and the guys off their bench uh, just really go out there and compete. And, you Vinny know, Smith, Jason Kidd's, beast in this yeah, year. 
Hell, hell yeah. And, you know, he hit that big three uh, to, 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 to beat, again, the, the purple team from, from Cali, which we will not mention. But uh, another guy who, you know, got paid by the Mavericks and uh, is, you know, a, a role player. Uh, you know, you, you're not going to expect him to sort of step up and fill any sort of, you know, star void that, you know, Porzingis left. Uh, he's not going to be, you know, uh, Luca's co-star or anything like that, but he's a guy that just fits really well next to Luca and who Luca likes playing with. Um, and I think, to you know, to to your point about uh, GMs being smarter than us, you know, every every now and then, I think uh, Dallas just kind of doubled down on what they know works, which yeah. is Luca and and shooters. Like, uh, and I, I think we maybe uh, you know, uh, in the case of Porzingis, we're kind of overthinking how to you know jumping ahead and thinking, okay, Luca and and another kind of scorer at a different position uh, is what's going to you know lead them to the promised land, but. Uh, like like a lot of people have said, and like we just mentioned about Porzingis, he's barely on the floor. Um, you know, it, it's uh, you can never really count on him to be that kind of perfect fit with Luca, uh, even when he is available. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, why not go get another guy who can, uh, you know, run the offense and, and and shoot a little bit and and score in his own right? And uh, that's what they've done, and it, it it's working out really well. And I think you know Dallas. Uh, I, I've I've said it, and I'm I'm kind of feeling stronger and stronger about the take uh, that they might be kind of that sneaky team in the West to do more than uh, you know people expect them to do. Like I can see them maybe doing what the last year's Hawks did uh, uh-huh. out East, and you know surprising some people and maybe knocking off one of these heavyweight Western Conference teams uh, just with how how well Luca can control the pace of games, and we've seen what he does in the playoffs. Um, and to have another guy like Dinwiddie in those situations to who can go get you like a driving bucket late uh, and you know can you you can count on to to be there in those big moments uh, it, it it might happen for them. I'm, I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of Dallas and Dinwiddie's uh, fitting right in. It's it's been uh, pretty impressive uh, for yeah. them in this recent stretch. And he should be able to uh, you know avoid the Clippers, uh, which you know is the only thing that's holding that's him back. The only so thing we'll, we'll that's uh, the only team he's ever lost to, baby. He's he's beaten everybody else. Well, Jordan, uh, oh, uh, oh my God, Jordan, you hear that? What? What it's is shaking? It? My table. Oh my God, the ground's moving. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's it's the bronze sexuals. They're coming! Oh Oh my god, LeBron James dropping 56. You know we had to talk about it. Uh, I mean, the 37-year-old Wash King back at it again with uh, the huge, huge fourth quarter performance. Uh, Really, that whole second half. uh, You know, stringing the picking the Lakers up, carrying them on his big, massive, just shredded shoulders, (laughs) uh, taking them to the W. Um, You know, and just uh, I was going to mention this. Man, I I'm I said it before. I'm not a Jeff Van Gundy guy. People think he's a great. I hate him. He's so annoying. All he does is sit there. And, he's literally the old man yelling at Cloud. He's the grouchy. I know. It's I know. so annoying, man. He's like, very go, grouchy. I just shut up, man. Like, I he's he's I, I really he annoys the shit out of me. Um, but yeah, man, I love games. Goes, game I I game six uh, of the Eastern Conference Finals 2016. I watched him. He walked right past me out of the ACC to like a waiting limo, mm. and he is so short and so bald, man. It, it's insane. He <laughs> George is Costanza. tiny. He just walked right past me. He really has uh, Costanza energy. He walked right mm. past me. He had no security or anyone. No one even. No, I mean, I, I recognized him because I'm a, a a basketball nerd. But I, I I think he he just knew. You know, no, he wasn't gonna get bothered. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he wasn't gonna get recognized. Walked right past me. Should have punched him or spat on him or something. <laughs> it it would have been. Uh, you know, got got my money's worth. But uh, I did see him in person once. We uh we, yeah. All I was gonna say was you know LeBron when he was starting to really heat up, he hits the two big threes. Then he goes. Yeah. I don't get the heat check. The heat check never works. And then yeah, LeBron pulls the three, literally right as he says that. I know. Uh, and, but yeah, LeBron yeah. James, uh, you know, 
ties Trey Young for uh, you know most points dropped uh, this season. Uh, yeah. His uh, his season high, you know, one of his better scoring games uh, career wise, and this also comes out right after the clip of him saying, you know, that he he thinks that it, he it pisses him off that people leave him off the uh, the greatest scores of all time conversation or those top yeah. lists, uh, and then he comes out and drops fifty six. You know, everything's very scripted with LeBron. Uh, yeah. He you know picks his moments. Uh, but to do this again, uh, also against the Warriors, this is a t- double-edged sword. Uh, but you know, let's cover the Lakers here first. Um, yeah, this is why it's so hard for me to pick against the Lakers in like when it comes to the play-in, the playoffs. Even though my mind is saying the Lakers are bad, if you have LeBron James, he can do this. He can do yeah. this any given night. He can will you. He only had three assists. He literally just said, "Fuck this." We're not losing yeah. this basketball game. And, you know, to beat a team like the Warriors that, you know, some people consider a contender in the West, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty insane. Like, again, they were they were at home as well, so that's always going to help, you know, feel, fueling yourself off the crowd. Um, yep. But nobody really else was amazing for the Lakers. I mean, the, they, they were serviceable, better than most nights, I would say. Uh, yep. You know, Carmelo Anthony, uh, you know, hit the, the nice shot down the stretch there. Uh, Austin Reeves, you know, he's always out there hustling, you know, uh, sneaky on defense, but... Uh, that they, they they really didn't do anything that they normally would have uh you know for support for LeBron but LeBron just had yeah. to go absolutely to a different plane uh you know get them this win yeah yeah he he, he did and and uh, uh, the three point shooting has just been so impressive this year like on, on the the nights when he goes off yeah um hitting hitting uh you know threes at an efficient clip like more than he he ever really has I think he's you know he's taking more than he does in a, in a typical season and I think that's because you know he doesn't have uh, the the same sort of athletic ability that that he did you know three years ago five years ago um, you know when when he was in his you know athletic and physical prime but he can still uh, basically score at will like I don't think he could do this any night like I think he really needs to kind of pick his spots and that you can see there's just certain moments in the game where he, he's like okay it's time for me to take over but you know he he can't do that as often as he used to um, so you know he's he's not going to be a threat to put up fifty six every night but you know if if he's going to, you know, decide that, you know, tonight is the night that he's going to do it, uh, he, he, there's almost nothing you can do. And and that's why it, you're you're right. Like with a healthy Anthony Davis and, and LeBron, uh, you know, sort of in kill mode going into the playoffs, I I still wouldn't want to see the Lakers. That's no, still no. A, a scary team to face. And well, I think we've been pretty consistent with saying that. Like, I, I know we've kind of we're almost at the point where we're we're writing them off. Um, they're a bad team. It, That's what I'm saying. They they are a bad team, yeah. <laughs> but you know when, when you have LeBron and, and Anthony Davis, like th- sometimes that's all you need. And I think that's the the Lakers as an organization has have known that since they got yeah. those two guys, and that's always been you know what they what they fall back on. And and to to be honest, Russell Westbrook didn't have a horrible game. Uh, he he shot uh, nine for seventeen, which he is great, but is better than 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 he normally shoots. And uh, like I don't think this is a coincidence that it happened. This happened against the Warriors because without Draymond, the Warriors' defense is ass. It is shit, oh, yeah. especially Horrible. their interior defense. Horrible. Like Russell Westbrook, a few times just waltzed in there, did like a jump stop, uh, and just had uh, easy layup right at the rim. And you know Le- LeBron was able to get to the rim as well. Um, and you know the-, the Lakers were playing just weird ass lineups. Like at one point they had Westbrook, Augustine, and Avery Bradley out there at once, and then Melo and and I think they had Horton Tucker out there in that lineup as well when LeBron was on the bench. And it's just it's it's such a joke uh you know but that they were still able to you know uh come back obviously and beat the warriors with you know uh, uh i think steph had a decent game but uh clay thompson quietly not not uh looking like himself no he he's, seven he's points. still not there he's he's way no. off from being 100 like i i i don't feel like again that's why 
you know, we kind of said that from the beginning, especially with the Warriors, our, our speculation on them. Like, yeah. he doesn't look like he's going to make a difference in the playoffs. I'm, I mean, I'm being honest. It sucks to say, but he, he's not. I, I know. And, I, like, I hopefully that changes because I, I, I want to see uh, him do it. But, you know, like, we, we, we saw in a game uh, like Saturday night, Jordan Poole was a much, much more effective player, uh, you know, off yeah. the bench with 23, hitting more threes, just looked more active and just like, more, like, more of a contributor. And I think... Uh, it's just really bad timing for the Warriors between Draymond being out um, and Clay just kind of still, you know, we, I think he's making some progress. I think he's getting his legs back under him, but it's really not looked great. And I don't think many people are talking about it. They're just kind of, you know, penciling him in for, you know, the, the old Clay once play the playoffs roll around, but there, there's no guarantee that he's going to be that guy. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I just, I, I think, the, the the Warriors made the Lakers look much better than they actually are uh, sure. in this one, and and still it was a relatively close game with yeah. uh, you know LeBron having to to go completely off, um, and uh, it's it's tough. I mean the the Lakers really really needed this win. They really really need any sort of positivity they can get. You know going through the stretch run of the season here, but uh, I I don't think uh, unless LeBron can do this uh, you know sort of hero ball uh, score you know 40, 50 points whatever it is. They're, they're going to be in for a lot of, you know, tough nights because they're not yeah. going to go against this uh, kind of soft defense every night. And and uh, against almost any other team, I don't know if it even would have mattered if LeBron were to score 50 or fucking 60 because I don't think anyone else on the Lakers uh, was going to be able to, you know, get much uh, else going just because outside of him, they it's just such a, a horrible team. Yeah. It's just so bad, man. It's 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 unbelievable. This was just a per Yeah, as you said before, it was a perfect matchup for the Lakers for LeBron just go off. If Draymond's there, the Lakers lose this game for sure. Yeah. Uh, they didn't run a single true center. Uh, LeBron no. was like the, <laughs> no. the biggest guy they ran. He was like their starting center. Um, yeah. him and Stanley Johnson. I mean, who's the big dog? Uh, yeah. it's, it's pretty, pretty insane. Uh, how bad the Warriors defense was, uh, you know, to touch on them. Uh, you know, I, I, I love them. I really love them. I love them. But man, Wiggins, Looney? you suck. Oh, okay. You are like, he's been playing so bad. He got that all-star yeah, he nod. Is. He's like, okay, not a bust. I'm out of here. No. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Taking my money. I'm going back to Vaughn. Uh, it's, it's really, he's looked like he's looked horrible. Uh, I, I haven't seen anything from him really on either side of the ball uh, that makes me think that he's been a good player. Uh, honestly, like it's, honestly, Kaminga has been playing better than him yeah. recently. Like my she, God. even shooting the ball a little bit. He's he's hit a couple from deep that I'm like, you know yeah. what? Might as well develop him. I mean, fuck it. Yeah. Like it's, it's, <laughs> like, I I don't really know what the like what to, what the move here is at this point. Like uh, you know, yeah. Otto Porter is a guy who I see them use yeah. that I'm like he's bigger and he does the exact same things as Wiggins right now. Like I'm I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, again, hurts me to say it, um, but you know, again, it was kind of the same thing on the other end though. Like, you know, Steph was doing crazy Steph things, crazy step backs, shooting fadeaways, yeah. hitting the threes, you know, doing everything that we expect Steph to do. But yeah, no real supporting cast helping him out. Jordan Poole chipped in, I think it was twenty three, uh, yeah. and he had a couple nice shots there uh, down the stretch as well to help them. But uh, yeah, the Warriors with the Draymond have just been completely exposed. Uh, yep. He's uh, apparently about seven to ten days. I think I saw was the report that mm-hmm. he should be returning. So you know, we'll we'll, we'll say that cap in around two weeks, uh, yep. and bar, barring any weird setbacks here. Um, but yeah, I, even when he's back, I just this Warriors team, man, they, they just I they don't look like. I, and I don't know if this is a real report. You know, you can never take any of these things for uh, for you know verbatim. Uh, yeah. And and also, I just want to say a personal a, a shout out, a, a disrespectful shout out. Fuck this ball sack sports. Like, obviously, that's fake, 
Like I like I know people have actually fallen for like thinking those are real articles or quotes and it's like man, yeah, it look what you're tweeting at. Um but it just annoys me because now it just keeps coming up on my feeds and I'm like, I don't like this. This is annoying. I know, like, I, I don't know. but anyways, that's just my little mini rant. Um but yeah, I, I that's what like that's why it gets in my head. But uh, you know, apparently the late the, the Warriors are getting like comfortable with losing and Steph's trying to break this. There's some kind of a, a kerfuffle going on in their locker room yeah. now. Um which could be the case because they don't have a lot of guys who have a history of winning on the organ, like for uh, our like winning history uh, in, on yeah. the roster. And then when they, you know, they don't have a guy like Draymond who, because again, Steph's probably going to you know, call guys out. He's a, he's a leader, but Draymond's yeah. going to like get in guys' face. Like like Draymond Green again cussed out Kevin Durant, who is the yeah. best player on his team, and he did it and fucked over his potential future dynasty. Like literally made him leave. So it's not yeah. like it's not like he's he's going to mince any scared. words to these guys. <laughs> no, uh, and I think no. that's kind of what they need. They need that kick in the ass to help them out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, I mean, yeah. And you also mentioned Kevon Looney sucked. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, uh, <laughs> zero points. It's, it's tough to watch this Warriors team and think that, you know, they're like, I honestly, I don't know if they're even going to get out of the first round at this point. Like, you know, Draymond is going to make a well, huge, yeah. huge difference. But like, as it sits right now, you know, they might go up against like the nuggets in the first round and that's well, a matchup a nightmare. Series. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's 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 just uh, again like all the you know Stephen A. Smith, all you got, you're all very quiet right now. Yep. Like so many people were so quick to say, "Oh my God, the Warriors are going to win the whole thing." You know, they're they're coming out of the West no matter what. You know, like because Steph's hot shooting, Jordan Poole's hot shooting. You know, Andrew Wiggins playing pretty well. All, all these things clicking at the beginning of the season, but I I think we were a couple of you know the the small group of people thinking like, "Hold on, like if I'm looking at this this roster, you know, with a critical eye, am I really gonna?" watch Andrew Wiggins hit really big shots in the playoffs yeah you know Jordan Poole and you know and and Porter and is Looney gonna you know get minutes at the five like how how is this actually gonna work because they they yes they still have Steph yes they in in theory will have a a close to top tier version of uh, Clay Uh, still theoretical though we we haven't seen it and they'll have Draymond who again you hope in theory will be back at close to 100% but nothing's uh, a guarantee for him like who, who knows what this injury is going to look like long term for him, this you know this back issue, which I think is way more serious than the Warriors initially let on, and that that people thought it was going to be. Like he's been out for quite a while now, since before the All Star break, mm-hmm. um, and it's like who knows how long it's going to take him for you know for him to get back to a hundred percent. And then otherwise, they, they uh, another team kind of like the Lakers. They're they're not good. They don't have a good team outside of those three guys. Really, mm-hmm. like they when, when every when everything's clicking, when when you know when when uh, everyone's kind of falling into their proper roles like they're that we they showed that they can be a very very good team one of the best teams in the nba but without those those two kind of main cogs you're left with curry playing hero ball and then a lot of other guys who i just don't think will be able to step up for you uh when when, when the chips are down in the playoffs yeah like I, it's just this is not the same this is not the 2015 warriors this is not the 2016 no, warriors they don't have a healthy livingston and Igadal and bogut and and barnes and and yeah, uh, Spates and all these other guys uh, who, who they were able to, all these guys who who really were kind of the the unsung heroes of that team. They they had a really good bench unit and guys that you could rely on. Barbosa, um, 
Barbosa, uh, Spades. Did I say him? Yeah, already? yeah I think said I did. It, man. Big ball. But, uh, Spades. Uh, but I can't can't forget about Spades. David West. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess no, he came when uh, I, Kevin I don't Durant even know if most Spades was on that 2015. <laughs> but either way, they, they had so many weird guys. They, they just they just had more kind of veteran guys, you know, like journeyman guys mm-hmm. who who could really you could depend on in the playoffs. And I just don't think this team is 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 that team. And I, I think people kind of overlooked that when they were really playing well at the beginning of the season. So. You better hope if you're, you know, the uh, fans in the Bay Area, you better hope Clay Thompson starts looking more like himself and, and Draymond doesn't have any lingering issues because I, I agree with you, Matt. I, I think they are really fucked if those two yeah. aren't at 100% going into the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, uh, you know, to, to finish up the podcast here, uh, we've talked about it a couple times. It's the ever-growing and mysterious life of the shapeshifter Zion Williamson, who has officially Ooh-hoo. been cleared for basketball activities. He's rejoining Damn the it. Pelicans. Uh, you know, there's fucking no, 50 bucks. no, no timetable at all for a return. You know, again, might not even happen, but he's yeah. at least with the team now. He'll be on the bench. He'll be around like he's Very somewhat good. part of the team again, like uh, in a way. But this is a great introduce time himself to uh, CJ McCollum. He can maybe. Yeah. Hands, yeah. Well, well, again, I, and I said this before, you know, last time we talked about Zion, which really wasn't that long ago, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. You know, I said that there's a possibility, you know, that. You know, oh, he's he's progressing a little bit now. Once the Pelicans start winning, they start making those trades. Like, do yeah. you really think like maybe he's like, oh, wait, we have a really good chance. Like the Lakers are kind of down and out right now. Who they're yep. probably going to be playing in that play-in tournament. I again, my my fifty dollar wagers that got some life here, and I think that if they can kind of like rush him back a little bit, he gets back for you know a couple games to end off the season, and they play the Lakers. I think that they could pull that upset off potentially, unless LeBron's going to do another yeah. fifty six point performance, like. You know, Jonas and Zion down low. That's a hefty. That's a hefty duo. Then you got yep. uh, you know Bi and CJ on the wings to kind of deal with. Uh, like they don't have the defenders to cover them, and uh, they, they're gonna they're gonna eat against them. Like Anthony Davis, if he's gonna have to really have a great game to to hold them in that playing tournament. But again, who knows if that's even gonna be that playing matchup? There's still enough basketball that things are up in the air. But uh, yep. you know, if Zion can kind of move forward and be you know uh, progressing positively here. It would be insane if he can come back this year for the Pelicans. I mean, like, again, I, I've been, for whatever reason, infatuated with them for years, thinking this is going to be the year they'll yeah. break through this glass ceiling and they'll finally be decent. Um, but, you know, they, they last year I had I had to, I said, screw it, I'm out on them. Like, the, the or not actually, it wasn't last year. It was two years ago. Then I bought back in. I had a year off. I did, I yeah. kicked my fix for a year. Uh, but, you know, when that, that bubble year, when the NBA pretty much set them up for, a play like they they gave them the easiest possible schedule they could have given them yeah and they blew it still uh you know that that was embarrassing so i i i don't want to get my hopes up i don't but if he can come back and be you know decent zion like this could be a pretty tough eight seed i mean the, the suns will probably kick yeah. the shit out of them but they would i think they put up a fight yeah, yeah i mean i i think the lakers if that's who they do play and anthony davis is back i think that's a tough matchup for them mm-hmm. even though you're right yeah like it's Jonas is no slouch, uh, and I think he'll he'll cover uh, Anthony Davis uh, pretty well. But I think uh, it, I I would still probably give the Lakers the edge, but it would be close because um, like Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum as a scoring duo have been playing very well. Like they, sure. they almost beat uh, on Sunday night here as as we're recording. Denver ended up beating them in in OT, but they were leading a lot of this game uh, that game against uh, the the Nuggets. And Ingram at thirty eight, CJ McCollum at twenty four, like. Uh, th- these guys are playing really, really well together, and and Jonas holding down the paint, and they're young guys like Herb Jones. Herb, uh, gotta love you, man. Yeah, he's uh, a beast. Jackson Hayes playing at the four, like they, they've they've got what a good simple switch, and now he's sick. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I know he's been playing. It's like uh, when you're playing really well. if you play 2K my league and you just switch a guy's uh, position and they go up two overalls. That's they, pretty much what happens. Yeah, they're overall <laughs> I know exactly. Um and you they they've got a pretty decent bench if you if you just want, you know, a, a scorer like Graham coming off the bench for you and they picked up Hern- Hernan Gomez and like they they they've got a, a decent team and I I think you're right once if if they get Zion back and he's, you know, if he looks like Zion, the the unstoppable force, the, you know, 26 and 7, uh, you know, in uh, well, whatever he he averaged in his you know actual single full season in the NBA when he looked very dominant like this team will be pretty good and and have kind of scorers at every level yeah um, and yeah. you know that the defense is is still going to be a, a question mark for them that's why ultimately I would maybe give the edge uh or or probably give the edge to the Lakers you know in a winner take all sort of one game um if you got LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the other side but it would be close. I, I'd be biting my nails. My fifty bucks would be be hanging in the balance. Um, and uh, uh, and and how funny it would be though. I, I'm just rooting for that matchup in general. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis having to play against you know the Pelicans. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, Can that, you that, that'd be uh, that'd be that uh, would be the biggest slap in amazing. the face. <laughs> and if they were to lose, oh my god, to, to to see LeBron's face lose to the fucking Pelicans in in the. Uh, the play-in tournament would just be uh, an incredible way to 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 kick off the the postseason in the West. So we'll we'll see. I'm rooting for it. I, I'm rooting for the Pelicans. I am, even though uh, you know my, I've got money uh, against you know Zion coming back and playing well. Uh, I I want to, things to be sort of you know I, I want more of a mix-up out West. I want more good teams, more competitive teams, um, and I just want to see Zion. I think we all do. Yeah. Um, so you know this this is good move. This is good news moving forward. You know if he's, if he can start playing five on five and get on the court soon. Um, and I, I do think you're right. Like it's gonna all depend on how Zion sort of sees the rest of this season playing out like if he thinks they could sneak into the playoffs and maybe make things interesting he's more likely to come back if if he doesn't see that as a possibility you know there's no point trying to rush back anyway so we'll see if you know ingram and and mccullum and these boys can can keep it interesting keep keep the pelicans winning and and entice zion to get back on the floor because i i think that's what every nba fan wants we we just want to see him back on the floor yeah see see what this kid's made of and uh you know if he's uh who knows maybe they beat the 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 lebron james lakers and then that's a passing of the torch (laughs) moment who knows i don't know maybe we're building a narrative we're predicting the future here uh you know i get the crystal ball out but you know we again (laughs) i i would honestly if I had my shit, my pick, I would bump the Clippers out and I would put both of yeah. them in the playoffs. Uh, if I could, you know, I don't know if I'd want to take either of them out to put the or take the Timberwolves out to put them in, but you know, the I, I would rather have one of them in the Clippers. So we'll hopefully they uh, they get through there. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be uh, a photo finish here, and uh, you know, we're I'm I, yep. you know you guys know I'm gonna be following the Pelicans closely, but uh, what you guys need to be following closely is our social media at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, you know, it, it, we got. Uh, everything's right. everything's taken off here twitter we're active on uh you got to check us out on instagram that's probably our uh our our, our, our one that we're, we need to do a little bit more on but you know again we want to get that followership we're getting, there. Up. We're getting there once we see some people are actually you know wanting to see us you know where we want to get some of that content out there so you know follow us at yep. big dog ball talk uh tiktok jordan's always over there getting his tiktok on he's hitting the renegade right. uh you know it's uh <laughs> i don't know if kids are still doing gritty. that one yeah, well, what we should do, uh, they should have me on doing the, we should do that. We should do me doing the gritty. Uh, I think off. I'd really surprise some people. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, at Big Dog Ball Talk. And, you know, uh, shout us out to your friends and family. Again, thank you for downloading and supporting and listening to uh, all of our content. And uh, YouTube coming soon, full episodes. Uh, you know, you'll That's get right. to see our ugly mugs up on the uh, the big screen. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully that, uh, you know, maybe that makes it a little bit more entertaining for you guys. 
Uh, but sure uh, again, for, for Big Dog Ball Talk, uh, this has been Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel. And uh, as my friend Jordan always says. Uh, you can send your tax returns to Matt Eichhorn. What's yep. your address, Matt? Uh, I don't it? know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. I, I've never told no, you come my on. real Matt, address. Matt, give I'll, them your address. No, if you guys send them to, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, if you send it to uh, sixty nine <laughs> Boone, uh, oh, that would be amazing. Uh, I can my pick old them address. Yeah, I can pick them up there. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, send send your taxes to Matt. He he's a whiz at it. Uh, you know he's he he knows exactly what to do. He'll, he'll get you all the money you deserve. Really, uh, I'm really I'm Matt just gonna Eichhorn. hold on to the papers, not file them, and then hope that the government's gonna be like, it's too much. The bulk of evasions is too much this year. <laughs> Nobody has to do taxes, and that that, that would be really my dream. You're a hero, Matt.